What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. And ooh-wee, ooh-wee. We got some playoffs for y'all today. We got some NFL playoffs. We got some, some season finally starting to heat up, teams starting to shape out. But first, let me introduce y'all to the master, the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. And we got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. This man is the only engineer I know with two jobs. <laughs> Jamaican bro man, just, Chris Allen. Bro just told me, yeah, I'll I be DoorDash. I'm like, sir, <laughs> what is going on? Bro, I live in a city where I don't know nobody. What, why not? 15 hey, jobs. I understand, bro. I understand. I get it. I get it. So now we're going to talk about these NFL playoffs real quick because uh, – Oh, my God. Baker Mayfield almost threw a pick. But we're we going to talk about what's going on with these Browns and Steelers in just a second here. Now, in the NFC, we got the Seahawks dropping one against the Rams, who were debating whether or not John Wolford was going to start or or Goff was going to start. Wolford starts, gets hurt. Then you got the Saints winning 21-9 over the Bears because, you know, Mr. Trubisky. <laughs> and then... Uh, you've got the Bucks barely beating the Washington football team, 31 to 23. I hope you guys did not take any of the bets I gave y'all betting the over on everything. I, <laughs> I, I hope y'all didn't. I hope y'all didn't. Guy was on board too, so you can blame him too. So I hope y'all didn't. Hey, everybody that tuned in, no, I'm not the football guy. If you're hey, listening to Gibbs, that's on you. But but wait a minute, but wait a minute. We got the Bills. Barely escaping against the Colts, 27-24. We got the Ravens get finally getting their revenge against the Titans. Lamar gets his first playoff win, 20-13. And then the Browns blasted the Steelers in the first half, up 35-10. We're, the game is being played as we are recording. The Steelers are on the comeback trail. It's 35-23 now, folks. After that 35-10 lead, the Steelers scored two touchdowns and got, got possession right now. Fellas, which of these has been the most surprising for y'all? Um, so far the the most surprising game to me was Colts Bills. Because even though um I picked the Colts to win, I did think it was a long shot. I thought it was going to come down to a quarterback battle, and I don't know, man. With with, with the the way everybody's saying that the Bills is going to perform this this uh this playoffs, I have no faith in them going going next week going against Lamar Jackson. You know, this is that that is definitely going to be tough for them. But who knows? I mean, hey, they might have to go up against Patrick. I mean, not Patrick Mahomes and company. They might have to go up against. Uh, they might have to go up against the um, the Steelers. So who knows? Who knows if the Bills if the Steelers pull off this comeback, the Bills fans should be thanking their lucky stars. I'm just <laughs> That's facts. That's facts. Chris, which game has been the most uh, surprising for you so far? The Seahawks game to me because, uh, I mean, Seahawks, yes, they struggled in the regular season after they had their hot start. But, yeah. however, I, I mean, I don't think it was a more projected game that the Seahawks would, would get to the next round than that game. I mean, than, other than the Steelers-Browns game, the, Ste- mm-hmm. the Seahawks had the, the best odds next to the Steelers in going advancing. Every other game was pretty close besides the Bucks and Washington, but that game ended up being close. So, right, I mean, right. the Seahawks, the Seahawks just didn't play their Seahawks football at all. They, they, they offense was sorry. They they couldn't stop the defensive rush. 
Uh, Russell Wilson sat, ate a lot of turf. It, it's just, I don't know. The Seahawks just didn't play Seahawks football. And they surprised me a lot. They surprised a lot of people. And um, now the Bills game was 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 interesting because I remember Guyton Texas Gibbs and it was like, is my is my Colts prediction coming true? Ooh, I was about to say talking like hot. It. It <laughs> <looked like laughs> it. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I don't know what what Frank Reich was smoking before the game, but he need to put it down. He need to not go back to that no more. Because the the not taking a field goal early in the game on fourth and go, what, what are you doing? They're going for two when they were when they got half a yard. Why? What logically is leading to these decisions, Frank Wright? Explain it to me like I'm a fifth grader. But go ahead, Chris. Listen, listen, and I think some of the decisions was we got to win now or go home. Like, and I don't think he realized it's more clock. It's more clock left. Like so much. You don't, you don't have so to win much now. Right. When now comes into play, when it's. Five minutes left in the fourth, and it's a close game. Then you go into win now mode because you don't have no more time. Like, exactly. But I mean, they they get paid the big dollars gear, so we're gonna leave that to them. But for me, overall, the Seahawks game was the most surprising. I thought Russell Wilson was gonna have four TDs, and it's gonna be a, a shootout. But mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. you know, the, for me, the the most surprising game so far has been the Steelers. Um, and let me say this. The the Seahawks and the Rams is not just like is it's like how they talk about boxers. Sometimes the better boxer is not a good matchup for a not so good boxer. Like uh, Anthony Joshua and and Ruiz, right? Like the Ruiz, if you go like pound for pound, part by part of their game, Anthony Joshua is by far the better fighter. Ruiz throws a very strong right hook. Anthony Joshua is not great at defending against the right hook. He has a glass jaw, which we saw in that fight. Boom, Andy Ruiz wins that fight. Same thing with this game. The the Rams' best aspect is that defensive front. You have the indomitable force that is Aaron Donald in the middle. You got Michael Brockers as well. You got great edge rushers coming uh, as well from there. You just it's it's tough to say the Seahawks were supposed to beat them because while they have better weapons on the perimeter, if you look at the Seahawks again, across the board, yes, offensively they're better than the Rams' defense. But their best player, the guy that they need to get going the most on the perimeter, DK Metcalf, they got Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is is a defensive stop. Whoever he decides you're not going to catch a ball today, he does it. So the Steelers, however, y'all are playing against a, a Browns team that has only practiced two days after last week. The facility was closed. It was closed. <laughs> like, bro, what are y'all doing? To get down 35-10 at halftime, even if they do pull off this comeback, this has, still has to be one of the most disappointing performances we have ever seen in the playoffs. Even if they pull off the comeback here. Because this is this is astonishingly bad. But anywho, uh, with that being said, so next, next, uh, this this round has brought us some pretty good, pretty good games. What are y'all thinking about this uh, Super Wild Card Weekend format? What are y'all thinking? Do y'all like the more football, or are y'all like, nah, playoffs should be harder to get in? This this a mid. No, I'm I'm actually enjoying it because this is the the first playoff football I've been into in, in quite a few seasons. I'm enjoying it a lot. And at the same time, even though in um 
football, the way the way you play one game of football, it's easier for teams to get like hot and get a win. And the best team doesn't always win. I mean, it's the playoffs. It's supposed to be com- competitive. Nine times out of ten, the best team is usually going to walk out with a Super Bowl. So the more competition, the more entertainment for us. I don't mind it at all. Right. Right. Chris, what you well, thinking, man? For me, you know me, I'm a Debbie Downer. I don't like it at all. Why is the Washington football team? team (laughs) Why are they in the playoffs? Here's the thing. Even in the old format, Washington still would have got in. They're the division winner for the East. So if if anything, the two teams that would have been out had the the The, format. I I was getting there to the Bears, too. Why are the Bears in the playoffs? Well, Bears ain't look too bad. Well, Man, that's because they're going against a 40-year-old quarterback. That's why the Bears ain't looking too bad. I'll say this. Defensively, they did not look bad. Offensively, ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. <laughs> I mean... Like, like, I think the Lions against the Saints would have been more entertaining had they had uh, uh, the the weapons that the Bears had once upon a time. Man, at the same time, if we're keeping it a bean, though, um, hasn't the Bears' offense been terrible, like, literally our entire lives? Well... Uh, they went from they went from who was it? It was uh, was it Jason? No, Jason Campbell was with the Redskins. They went from Rex Grossman, Rex Grossman, to uh, they went from Rex Grossman to who was it? Who who was next for them? Was it, it was it? It wasn't Rex Grossman straight into Trubisky. Was nah, it, it was was it Cutler in between? Like, yes, yes, Jay <laughs> Cutler, Jay Cutler to Jay Cutler. To uh, Trubisky, that's a that's a tough, that's tough. Oh, man. and you you can't forget forty million dollar man Mike Lennon up in there as well. Man, they made a Super Bowl with with Rex Grossman, bro. The, the Bears' the offense always always been terrible. Lord Jesus, shout out to Lance Briggs and Brian Erlacher. <laughs> Facts, because Bears. Oh, they had they. They had a couple running backs Stop on the it. Bears that Stop made their offense. Not really. Offense. Devin Hester was what made that offense look good. <laughs> Devin Hester was so good. Teams was kicking it out of bounds, letting them start on the 35 every time. Because it was like, nah, mm-mm. we cannot let him touch the ball. And the defense was like, all right, we're going to get about 12, three and outs per game. And they just going to give it right back. So the Hester was out there. And then what was the receiver they had? Uh, uh, Musa Muhammad. He was straight. That's about oh, all they yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I, mm, wow, Bears office pack has always been potent. <laughs> always. Bears office pack has always been potent. I don't know if it's their coordinator or if it's just the people they have on their offense. I don't know what it is, bro. It might be a combination of both, but I just, like, they, they office just never, ever, like, I don't know. I don't if the Bears find a way to get a decent quarterback, with if they just find a way to get a decent quarterback, ooh, we... Ooh, they Sean Washington yeah. on the block, it looked like. Yeah, well, mm. I, I'm going to just tell you this. I'm going to just tell you this. I I firmly believe somebody told me that uh, I said, if, if you're the Giants, I'd throw the house at them. I, whatever y'all need, because I don't think that y'all are that far away. Besides or, Saquon, right? No, Saquon included. Um. All right. This is why I say Saquon included. Look at the ages of the quarterbacks in the playoffs this year, right? The only teams that have quarterbacks that are under 32, 33, Seahawks, Bears, uh, Seahawks, Bears, Bills, Ravens, and Titans, and the Browns. For the most part, if you're a quarterback, you can do that till you're 45, if you're a great one. 
Like, Deshaun Watson, uh, everybody talks about his ability to scramble. If you watch the film on him, one of the best things that he does, his timing, even with these trash receivers, Nick Chubb just broke loose. Never mind. No, uh, no <laughs> facts. I'm going to watch it right now. The, the fact of the matter is, if you're a great quarterback, look at Phillip Rivers. I don't even think Phillip Rivers was, like, all-time great. Or, you know what, let me rephrase that, because I think he is all-time great, but I don't think he was, like, ever the best quarterback in the game. But look at him. He stuck around for forever. Yep. Look at look at Drew Brees, one of the best to ever do it. Stuck around forever. Tom Brady, stuck around forever. Russell Wilson, even when he can't run no more, he's still going to be Russell Wilson. Just give him a good line. He flings the ball 50 yards like it's nothing. Right. Like, they, they, so I, if I'm... Saquon, I'm sorry. I'm going to give him up because at the end of the day, look at all the best running backs. Christian McCaffrey this year, what happened? Hurt. Saquon, hurt. Running back is different. The running backs who play forever, Frank Gore. Come on. Come on. Who do you think is more impactful for a game in year 15, Frank Gore or Tom Brady? Year 15? Um, Year 15. Brady. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's... That's my whole point here. A running back, their shelf life is not that long. Running backs, I think they're even some of the best. You're great for eight to nine years, tops. Beyond that, eh, your body physically can't do what it used to do anymore. Quarterback, can you lift the six-pound weight? (laughs) All right, then. You can go out there and do what I need you to do. So with that being said, now, we're going to get back on track a little bit. Going into the divisional week. The NFC is set. We got Saints, Bucks, Rams, Packers. Tell me, what do y'all think is going to happen here? Ooh, man. Okay. Um, I'm scared to pick again. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, go- I'm going Chris forward on this time. Chris <laughs> got PTSD. Lord I'm going Jesus. forward on this time. Bucks beating the Saints. Okay. I I, uh, I still got some faith in Tom Brady as a quarterback. I got the faith in that Bucks team. Do I think they're going all the way? No, but I don't think the Saints are the team that's going to that's going to put an end to this run. Rams Packers. That that's tough because the Packers look good, but the the Detroit Lions fan in me can't root for the Packers to go on. I got the Rams. I think the Rams going to pull this game out. Um, Ravens Bills. I got the Ravens going in. The Bills didn't look strong to me, and I think Lamar Jackson is on a, is on a mission to prove the doubters wrong. I think he's going to have a hell of a performance um, this, this for upcoming revenge. weekend. All awesome sober 21. Speaking of playoff football, just to go uh, on the tangent real quick, Browns Chiefs, I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't think nobody's stopping my homes. The Browns look okay, but there is, is some spots here where I think Patrick Mahomes is going to take advantage of of holes in their defense that I see that Roethlisberger is not doing. But is COVID going to drop some of them picks? <laughs> well, <laughs> facts. facts. Um, is COVID not a thing anymore? What What you mean? Is COVID not a thing anymore? It's still did, absolutely a thing. That's why you, the Browns only play. That's why the Browns only practice twice this week. Did you not see the Titans game? Oh my God! Listen. Oh yeah, it was wide. Open. It was a packed was house. Open. Listen, listen. I, I've I've given up. I've given up hope for America. More power to them. It's it's terrible. It's sad. Trust me. As somebody who has family members who are medical health professionals, I don't know what else to tell folks. I I really don't. We've seen it. 
We've seen the medical professionals talking about, hey, hospitals everywhere are getting filled to capacity. And everybody, oh, 99.8% survivor. Hey, more power to you at this point. I don't even care no more. Even, <laughs> what part you, man? I, I was just, I was just, uh, I you know got a chance to turn on some playoff games, and I was just sitting there watching for a minute. Like, hold on, we not watching a, a a throwback game. This is not a classic game that we watch right now. You this is know, live. Hit the now, info what classic <laughs> info <laughs> Like this, this live. <laughs> now, what classic game is Ryan Tannehill a part of? Come facts, on, now. you know it has to be live. <laughs> when have you ever thought, oh man, remember that game where Ryan Tannehill went up? Come on now, man. Ryan Tannehill is going to be, you know, you know, um, just now we were struggling to figure out Jay Cutler bridge the gap between Grossman. Oh my lord! We're gonna be talking about that with Ryan Tannehill in three years. I mean, in ten years, like that. Who, who was that quarterback? Hey, when he oh, came yeah. to the league, though, he he had a lot of promise. He, had a lot he of really promise. did. He really, but he he was built much from the same cut uh, as a Mister Bisky. Uh, tall, athletic. He he's got a decent arm, but the athleticism and the the big arm is what everybody raved about him. Well, yeah, it took him a little time. It took him a little time in the pressure cooker to get right. He wasn't done all the way when he came in, out into the league. So, <laughs> you know. The, the, Chris, who you got in these NFC matchups, man? Saints, Bucks, wow. Rams, Packers. I know you wow. got PTSD for picking right now because Steelers pack is, is – who it's in rotation. Steelers runs are getting just whew, roundhouse. But who you got next week, man? Uh, I was hoping y'all forgot about me, but uh, I got I got the, the the Bucks simply because I don't I think it's gonna be a shootout. No defense in this game, and in a shootout, I'm gonna take Brady over Breeze just because of the weapons Brady got over there in Tampa. Breeze got some weapons too, but Michael Thomas and him didn't seem like they had a connection this year because of all the games Michael Thomas missed. Mm-hmm. And part of me don't like Michael Thomas because I had him on my fantasy team and he sold me a lot this year. So. <laughs> Rams, Packers, you know I love my Midwest, so I'm going to go with the Packers just because Aaron Rodgers, he seemed like he on a mission. Along mm-hmm. Alongside him and Adams, they just been having a beautiful connection. That might be the best connection this year in the league. Like, like I'm not even – like, he he's killing the league in touchdowns. And him and Adams alone, I think they're killing the league in like yards and you're, everything. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. They yeah. are. So, they have been hands down one of the better duos uh, all the year. I don't think it's a better duo than them two this year. I don't. Um, Ravens Bills. The Ray. I'll tell you this today. The Ray. Well, yeah. The Ravens learn what they have to do. Lamar got to run the football. That's what they have to do. Lamar has to run the football every chance that the defense gives him. There's no more sit in the pocket and throw the ball even if the defenses give you the run. Lamar has to be Lamar, and Lamar has to carry the Ravens, literally. Like, even when Lamar was rushing, it seemed like they still was trying to get it tight into the game. I was telling my boys when I was on PlayStation, I was like, man, I don't know. Ravens don't look like they wanted enough, and Lamar put them on his back and carried. Browns, Chief. You know I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm not saying the Browns going to win nothing ever in my life. So, you know I'm going to say the Chiefs. <laughs> Enough said. Don't even got to explain it. I'm not rooting for the Browns at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Say less. Say less. Say less. So, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but I, I kind of got to brag. I mean, you know what I mean? being, but being four and two out of this last week, I feel excited about that. I feel excited about that. Only games I got wrong was the Seahawks and the uh, the Browns. That's it. 
but with that being said, um, Saints Bucks. I don't know why people are high as high on the Saints as I am. I the Saints I think are a much better team than the Bucks. They went two and zero against them during the regular season, and one of those games was a blowout. One of those games was not close, and it was the last game of the season that they played against each other. Actually, uh, Rams Packers. <sighs> I hate that y'all make me do this. The Packers. <laughs> The Packers have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Uh, I think that they'll do a much better job of holding up against that ferocious Rams pass rush. However, I think this game is going to be closer than people think because, again, I don't call uh, I don't call Aaron Donald an indomitable force as a, a, a form of hyperbole. That's what he literally is. That is one of the best interior pass rushers man, he is we've a ever problem, seen. Man. He is a problem. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't remember the last time I saw an interior rusher this good was John Randall. That's it. That's that's it. And John Randall was not as big and physically strong as he is. And granted, he's not the biggest guy to wear, but still, John Randall was nowhere near as strong as he is. So that's that's a terrifying uh type of guy. If if the Packers don't figure out a way to take care of him, they're going to have a problem. Uh, but also, I think that they'll benefit from, you know, golf going to give them the ball back again and again and again <laughs> and again. So there's there's that. Now, on this AFC side, we don't know who it's going to be yet because the Steelers have just scored again. It's 42-30. Shout out to Chase Claypool for proving us to be right on this show again. But anyway, um, so it's either going to end up being Ravens, Bills, Browns, Chiefs, or Ravens Chiefs, Steelers Bills. Now, do either do either of those matchups really change anybody's outlook for what next week is weekend is going to look like? No, no, that uh, it, it doesn't change for me at all. Like I said, well, at at the beginning of the playoffs, I said that we were on a collision course to see uh Chiefs Ravens, and then we were probably going to see uh Seahawks Seahawks versus uh the Bucks. But that changed a little bit because the Seahawks lost. So um, I still think we're on a collision course for Ravens, Chiefs. And then, like I said, next week I got uh, the Bucks pulling it out and I got the Rams pulling it out. Okay. Okay. Chris, what, what's going on on this AFC side? Do those two matchups, does this does this Steelers-Browns game change what this looks like for you? Or is it like, nah, regardless, I got Chiefs rolling. I, I'll figure out the other game. I think if the Steelers do come back and pull this game off, which I highly doubt happens because I'm a Steelers fan. They always do this to us. But if they do come back, I think this is a wake-up call for them. And I, call me crazy, I think this is the wake-up call they need because the Steelers, that 11-0 start probably was the worst thing that could have happened to the Steelers because we got a lot of young guys and they got their heads held high. They dancing on logos. No, Losing? no shots. I've never people. heard of her. <laughs> Man, they were they were talking all type of trash as young guys in the NFL. And one thing I learned about the NFL, it will humble you when you least expect it to humble you. Absolutely. So, so I think this is the wake up call. They know they got to come out and play. Like Juju, you, no disrespect. I love Juju. He 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 gets the job done. Right now, he has ten receptions for one hundred and five yards, and he got a touchdown. Juju gets the job done. But your actions this year are just they, – they were immature. And the comments you made before this game 
you should have came out there and looked like Terrell Owens. Or, <laughs> or you should have came out there and looked like an all-time great receiver. Not saying you had a bad game, but you got you to gotta bag it up. No, absolutely. So, but, so. but, however, not going on a tangent, me moping by my Steelers. The Browns, they don't have a chance. The Steelers have the weapons to have a shootout with the Chiefs. Just got to hope the defense can hold the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, I think this is a better matchup for the Chiefs, as anyone would, I believe. So, if the Steelers do win, I think they could take out the Chiefs. Okay, okay. I, I see it like this. I see it like this. Either way for me, the Chiefs are going to roll. The big thing is, if I'm a Bills, if I'm a Bills fan, I want the Steelers to come back. I need the Steelers to come back. Because if the Steelers <laughs> come back in this game, y'all got the Steelers coming to y'all. Here's the thing about the Steelers. Yes, they play outdoor in a cold weather environment. However, the weather in Buffalo, all y'all need is a little bit of snow. One snowstorm, and that passing game is out of there. Right. You can't, you cannot make the cuts necessary to be made in, in snow and all that good stuff. You just can't do it. So yeah, that's, that's it's gonna be them slant routes. <laughs> it's gonna be a slip route. <laughs> exactly. And this it's gonna be real tough. It's gonna be real tough for the Steelers through that type of muck. The Ravens, on the other hand, everybody run the ball. Gus Edwards run the ball. J.K. Dobbins run the ball. Lamar gonna run the ball. Mark Ingram gonna run the ball. Uh Richard Picard gonna run the ball. That's the fullback if you didn't know, fans. The, everybody on that Ravens team, Jim Harbaugh gonna get in there and run the ball once or twice. That's how many people on that offense are gonna run that route. So that that I think that's a much tougher matchup for the Bills. I think their defense is is good and getting better with uh Edmonds getting healthy. But I think the Ravens defense is also getting healthy at the right time. And again, a bad weather game does not bode well for a team that, you know, let Trayvon Diggs become the leading reception receiver uh, in the NFL. So that, that to me, that's the only big thing about the difference to me. Regardless of who the Chiefs play, they pack us in the air. I'm sorry. It's, it's been a good run for whoever got to go see the Chiefs next week. But it's just not happening. It's it's just not happening. Not, no, sir. No, sir. Y'all got to hope for some catastrophic injury to somebody or else that's just not happening. But now we're going to talk about these these quote-unquote playoff prereqs and the playoff play-ins that happened uh, last week because one of them that was very important was the um, the Cowboys ver- – I'm sorry, not the Cowboys, the Washington football team versus the Philadelphia Eagles week 17, right? Yep. Now – Philly is going pretty well with Jalen Hurts. Uh, Carson Wentz is a healthy scratch. And they're in the game. They're trailing by a little bit, but they're in the game here. Jalen Hurts is taken out and replaced with Nate Subfeld. Everybody and their mama is saying that this thing is a tank job. They're saying that the, the Eagles want to move up to get a better draft pick, all that good stuff. Miles Sanders, the Eagles uh, star running back said nobody wanted to go with Nate Sudfeld. Everybody was happy with Jalen Hurts. Nobody knew where that call came from. So, fellas, tell me, was this a tank job? And do the Giants have a right to be upset about uh, the whole situation? Well, Gibbs, well, I mean, when like I said earlier in the show, 
when you when you these coaches get paid the top dollars, it's hard for us to think what they think in those situations because it's a lot of pressure built up. So, I mean, you're the football expert, Gibbs. How could he have handled the situation differently? Like, because to me, he did what he felt was what his gut was telling him. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get you. And the the thought that the reason why everybody said it's an obvious tank job is because Jalen Hurts has proven himself to be the best performing quarterback for the Eagles all year, and he was not performing badly in the game. So the idea that the the only plausible idea that I've heard around this situation is the Eagles are out of playoff contention anyway, and Doug Peterson wanted to see what he had in Sudfeld because he'd been there for four years. But for me, that just kind of works against I mean, itself. I mean, if they won that game, though, they years. were – if they won that game, they were in the playoffs, correct? No, no, no. If the Eagles won that game, they still wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. The, it, was, it was Washington that had to win to get in because if Washington lost, then it was going to be the winner of the uh, the Giants-Cowboys game that was going to get in. Okay, yeah. I thought it was the winner The winner between that game got in. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, I mean, like I said, they get paid the top dollars. Maybe he had a gut feeling, or maybe he did just want to – speculate for next year or or years to come so 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 my question is this my question is this with the with the idea that it's a tank job let's just say Doug Peterson comes out looks everybody dead now and say yeah we tank so what Joe Judge um was recently on a on an interview with ESPN where he said hey to have the amount of players in this season that did opt out our guys opted in. They opted into the season. They opted into doing everything the right way, not going out to clubs, not going out to parties. They opted into still showing up, competing their balls off every day, day in, day out, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm paraphrasing there. That's not exactly what Joe just said, but basically that was the premise, that everybody else opted into playing and you all are tanking. So with that being said, do the Giants have a right to complain or is it like just win y'all games? Just win y'all games. Y'all shouldn't have been in this position anyway. Where do y'all stand on that? Um, see, the the person that grew up playing sports, the old school kind of competitor to me, I don't agree with tanking. I understand it's beneficial, and I think what the Eagles did here was obviously a tank. Um, if you had Sudfield on the team for that for that long, you know whether or not he has it. You're not about to have a guy that you think could possibly be the future of anything sitting for that long without without some snaps. Um, so it was an obvious tank job. They know what they have in Jalen Hurts. And if they get some more pieces going forward, the Eagles will be even more of a force a couple years down the line. So it's an obvious tank job. But at the same time, the competitor in me is like, if the Giants shouldn't have an issue with this, because if they won their games, this wouldn't be a conversation right now. Right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter if the Eagles tank. I mean, you play the Eagles twice. You'll be, that's two easy wins for you if they're tanking. Um, is it's no reason your record should be what it is, and you're complaining about whether or not you got a chance to make the playoffs. You should be looking within. If you, if y'all handled y'all business and y'all got nine wins, ten wins, eleven wins, we would have been talking about the Giants in the playoffs around week eight. Well, well, with the way the NFC East look, you're absolutely right. They could have clinched that I week ten. Believe, I can't believe seven wins was enough. <laughs> <laughs> I so Chris, what are you thinking? Are, are you thinking, hey, this is y'all, y'all have no rights, just go win your games, or this like, mm, I mean, I get where you're coming from. 
I mean, if that franchise want to stink, then that's on them. Like, like, why are you mad? I agree with Guyton. Why are you mad that we want to lose? Like, win then. Get go to the playoffs. Have fun. I mean, I, I feel that. I feel that. So I guess, I guess, I got to be that guy here. I, I guess I do, and I, I don't like being this guy to be by myself. But I'll be by myself, and that's fine. the The fact of the matter is, for me, you can't really express how much how, or how important this season was to some of these guys, and then in the same breath say like. Oh, yeah, it's cool that, like, this team blatantly was like, yeah, hey, I, I don't really want to win. Now, don't get me wrong. I, for me personally, I think that that was honestly a whole, like, you know how high schools have senior days where, like, all the seniors start, no matter if it's the trash player that, like, was on JV for three years or the All-American. Like, every senior got to start. I think it was one of those situations. And they were like, Nate fell. we're probably going to let you go next year. You're probably not going to play for us again after this. And you've been here long enough. Let let me just give you just a little something on your way out the door. And with that being said, regardless of what the reasoning is, um, I I feel that the Giants should have won their game. But also, they have a right to be angry about it. They have a right to be angry if somebody's tanking. In this year, where, like, not only did you tell these players, hey, you have to play through a pandemic, but, like, also don't enjoy the fruits of your labor as far as like going out, being social, doing all the things, which really you shouldn't be indulging in that much during the season anyway. But James Harden has shown us. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the the Giants fans do, they do have a, a right. The Giants fans and players do have a right. Uh, but it's also, yes, win your damn games. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You started off the season about what? One in, what was it? One in four, one in five with a, a, a 27-point loss to the 49ers? I mean, come on. Come on, man. Like, you you really can't start off your season uh, 0-5 and then get on somebody else's case about tanking down the stretch. Again, do your job. Do your job, and that, that, that'll get you there. But also, I understand. I, I understand. I'm not saying I condone it, but I understand. Speaking of other things we don't condone, Paul Pierce... Y'all know whenever Paul Pierce is brought up on this show, it's going to be a whole lot of slander, a whole lot of slander on your ass. Paul Pierce said, <clears throat> and I quote, Luka Doncic got a lot of me in him. He was analyzing one of his highlights, and, and the rest of the, the jump on the ESPN crew started laughing at him, and he said, no, seriously, he looks slow and lethargic, but he always gets there to the right spot. He's a better passer, but as far as scoring ability, me and him have a lot in common. Fellas, what y'all think about this? Chris, I'm going to give you the floor because <laughs> you tweeted out that you're going to need five minutes, so we're going to give you as many minutes as you need, big dog. Tell me how you feeling about this. I just got some questions to start this off. Has any or any player, not superstar, nowhere near superstar, has any player ever, ever held on to one championship as long as Paul Pierce has? Um, I don't think so. Other than Matthew Dellavedova, which, I mean, but, he don't. But count. Matthew Dellavedova don't really, like, 
You know, yeah, he don't even. He, right, right, right. He, he ain't gonna be out here. Trey Young got a lot of me in him. I mean, even if Delhi did say something, will we hear it? That's a right. good point. That's <laughs> a very good My point. thing is, Paul Pierce, don't get me wrong, Paul Pierce, you're in the top 75 players ever to play this game of basketball. I'll give you that. I think, I think that's a stretch. I think that's a stretch. That's still that's still putting him up there kind of high, as you see. That's still putting him <laughs> up there, you know, because I think as a career, he only averaged just under 20 a game. So, I mean, for me to be in the top 100, you got to at least average 20 a game. That's just me personally. So, that being said, an- another thing, Paul Pierce, you didn't win until your team formed the first big three in this era. Like, there's been big threes in the past, but you didn't win until your team formed the first big three of this era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, you got bailed out a lot of times in that season that you did win a championship. Oh, my. Oh, my. Not that championship. Is it, is it your world tour or your girl tour? Oh, my. <laughs> bailed out a lot. It's a couple times Rondo had a breakout game for the, when Paul Pierce was struggling. It's a couple times KG had a game. Ray Allen hit some tough shots. Paul Pierce, he had more help than anybody the last 10 championships has had because of injuries. The well, I'll okay. take that back. I'll take it back. The Warriors, the Warriors with KD, they had a lot of help. So other than the Warriors with KD, we that team's always going to be an outlier, though. But Paul Pierce, they they you know they, they got one person at the barber shop that you know you know how your barber make that one mistake. Not hopefully my barber doesn't, but that your barber made one mistake been cutting your hair twenty years. You always bring up that one time he messed you up. Like take your time now when you go lie to be up because you know you mm-hmm. made that one mistake that one time. That's Paul Pierce in that ring. He always got to remind y'all. I want a ring. I want a ring. <laughs> I want a ring. Like, I'm so tired of Paul Pierce and this one ring. Him and Doc Rivers both probably got their rings still on the fireplace and shine them once a week. Like, not shine them once a week. Oh, my God. Not shine them once a Ooh, we. If you shine them right, once a week, you a loser, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to get a life. You got to get a life, bro. You like, like I've life. never seen nobody celebrate one championship ring and talks all this trash about current players. I, I think he trolling when he talk about LeBron. There's no way he thinks some of the comments he makes against LeBron James are true. It's no way. I mean, no. I mean, if I was Paul Pierce, I'd be mad at LeBron too. Well, I, I, well that's what I'm saying. I, I think he's trolling and it's no way that he believes some of that stuff. It's no way. It's no way. There's no way he believed this stuff about Luca. Like, how are you comparing somebody? In your quote, you said he's a better passer, but as far as scoring ability, me and him have a lot in common. You've never been close to averaging a triple double, 30 point triple double. At that, Luca's averaged 30. Well, I mean, I, I think the only argument he has there is that, uh, again, the pace of play and defense was so much different. When Paul Pierce played, that was probably some of the best defense that we we've seen. True, but true. but also, I don't think people was doing boxing well for Paul Pierce. Like, <laughs> you're, you're not picking up Paul Pierce ninety four feet. Like something, something just tells me that they was not like, hey, leave Antoine Walker alone, bro. We got to get Paul. That's the guy. <laughs> right. That's the guy at all call. Listen, yep, you listen. was right, Chris. Big Ben, another, Soul. big Ben, uh, Soul with a pick. 
I, I told y'all. I told y'all. I'm still a fan. Anywho, yeah, it, it, it's it's tough. It's tough. I, I I was I was I was just telling somebody the other day that um. Paul Pierce brought up. What did he bring up the other day? Oh, he brought up that that wizard shot he made when he stood on top of the, the desk. He talking about Come I call it gay. He, he was bringing <laughs> that up on the jump the other day. I was like, Paul, you averaged eight points a game that season. I think. <laughs> I, know what? I, I, I got it. I got to get here right here, guy. I'm sorry. You you got You got to get last on this. I, <laughs> I I get what Paul Pierce was saying. I really do. I really do. But Paul Pierce is honestly and truly the Meg of NBA media. <laughs> like, you know how on Family Guy, Meg just be chilling, and like somebody just look at her like, shut up, Meg. That's Paul Pierce's role <laughs> in, in NBA media at this current point in time. Because he just be on too much nutty. He just be on too much nutty. Like, bro, at the end of the day, here's the thing. When your co-hosts laugh at you, like audibly laugh, like not like <laughs> right, not like a little chuckle that like the camera is on them so they can see, they audibly like, oh my god, <laughs> bro. Sometimes you just gotta realize some stuff is just not for you to say. Like at the end of the day, Paul, please, if, if you, I know you probably don't listen to this, but if any friends of Paul Pierce listen to Facts Over Acts, please just tell them. Your quote was not that off base, but also stop comparing yourself to people. Like, can you just be retired in peace? Like, come on, man. Stop. Stop. Was stop. he a first ballot? Was he a first ballot? Is he in? Is he in? I'm not sure if he is. I think he retired. Yeah, I don't think he, he's it's been yeah, five he's, years. He's, has it? Yeah, he's too young. Yeah, he ain't. He, yeah, okay. He's too Dang fresh. Off the, but all, all I'm saying is, Paul, maybe just enjoy retirement. Everything don't got to be compared to you. Everything don't got to be about you. You know who I... Man, and it breaks my heart that we can't see Kobe in retirement, but D-Way is making one of the smoothest transitions and next you know to Kobe. I'm going to say this. Yeah. I'm going to say this. When Kobe was on the sideline, God rest his soul, he would get up, do the old man clap, hand clap, and just dap players up. Right. <laughs> that was it. That was it. And, 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 and Kobe has the right to talk all exactly. types of trash. Kobe has the right. Kobe had the right. If anybody has the right, I think that there are only about eight to ten players on this earth that like have the right to say whatever. I can name it for you. Bill Russell, Magic oh, absolutely. Johnson, absolutely. Shaq. Shaq to some degree. But you know what, though? Shaq take advantage of it. Shaq got it, but he take advantage of it. <laughs> uh, right, the sure, Rudy Gobert sure, slander, sure. he take advantage of it. But go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so Bill Russell, Shaq, Kobe, um, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, Brown, when he done. Absolutely. He got, what's he not going to do? Kareem. Wade low-key can. Hey, Kareem, Kareem can. Kareem and Wade yeah. both can. Kareem and Wade both yeah. can. Um, I, I, think you throw, I think you throw Big O in there and we done. I, that's actually that's and you know what you know what I'm gonna tell you this when it comes to point guards you could throw J Kid in there but J Kid don't do it J Kid is yeah. just cool like that you know he can throw Dirk in there too now you can you know, Dirk okay in there too. okay so that's that's about I, ten I would be that's mad about, about Dirk I would be mad that, yeah. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you Dirk came to a a Christmas game with a leftover plate with tin foil on it. Yeah, he's not gonna talk about nobody, dog. <laughs> he just, just want to wear right. Snapback. He not. He not. But I'm saying those are people that you 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 know. If they said something like this, I'd be like, you know what? 
They, they, they might, they might. This kid might be the truth. But Dirk Paul just want to wear them pants that's way too big and relax with his golden locks coming out of snapback hey, and hey. That's all Dirk <laughs> want, bro. Paul Pierce is that one dude when y'all, when, when you know what I'm saying. Back in the day, you and the homies be together. Y'all had some girls over. Y'all all kicking it, and he the one that ain't get paired up with none of the females. So he just <laughs> over in the corner anytime. <laughs> Hey, look, look. Hey, look. He, he talking loud too. Guy. Yeah, he like, real loud. He, he like, he like, man, y'all gonna choose me over my man's. Like, y'all. Hey, you know, he just started talking about random stuff that got nothing yeah. to do with Bro, do I get too much money, bro? Yeah, damn. Remember that I'm... time I threw you fire? Bro, so wait, wait. Your mom wasn't sucking, she wasn't on her knees for cracking the 80. Like, bro. Damn, damn bro. Damn, did, did I forget to clean up my Ferrari this morning? Bro. Like, <laughs> so wait, Ricky, I didn't used to whoop on you all the time. Ricky, I didn't used to whoop you all the time. Ricky, I didn't whoop you all the time. Y'all remember how many times I was in the paper in high school sports? You remember how many times? <laughs> it's unfortunate. It's honestly and truly unfortunate. I want better for Paul Pierce. I want him to go get some therapy. Love yourself, bro. Love yourself. Cause like, bro, all the all-star, all the guys who like truly, really and truly did it. Shaq is the only one that be like popping hot. Just popping hot it's all the time. At <laughs> but, but I mean Shaq kind of did that in the league too, though. So that's just that, right. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Shaq is Shaq. That's who he is. Shaq is out here saying, kids, if you average 11 points a game, you can make 200 million dollars. But that's Shaq. That's who Shaq is. Paul, that's not you. And you know what? I'm going to throw one more in there because if we talk about Paul Pierce, we got to throw him in here too. You know good and damn well that Kobe did not tell you you was the best post defender he ever played. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. You did not earn the right to do this. You didn't. You was not that's better. Key. That's you were not better than Big so Ben. You was not <laughs> better than Big Ben. You did not take a finals from Kobe with your hard defense like Big Ben did. Come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> Hey man, so I, I just want to say this about Pierce, bro. Okay, I, I understand that he played in a tougher era defensively, but when he was Lucas' age, Paul Pierce averaged 19, 3, and 4 on 43 percent shooting. Ooh, we in an Atlantic division. Do y'all remember the Atlantic division in the late 90s? The Atlantic division was trash at that time, wasn't bro. It? The, the Nets had Rick Patino as their coach, right? Or was it the Celtics was it had Kyle Rick Patino? Oh, the Nets the had South- Calipari. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Bro, I remember that. Yeah. They had they had Toronto with a oh. with a was it a two year T Mac off the bench and a rookie Vince Carter? Yeah, yeah. no, no, other way around. Other way T-Mac around. Okay, yeah. okay. The Nets, nobody was on the Nets at the time. The, the Knicks, say, who made the finals, but the East was so trash. Bro, the, the the Knicks' best defender that season was Allen Houston, who is not known for his defense. <sighs> Get, hey, whenever whenever you get to saying was the best defender, and it's not like a well known defender, like you're, not, <laughs> you're not talking about like a Mo Cheeks, or you're not talking about like a somebody who was serious on defense. Get out of here. Go go on somewhere. And and don't get me wrong, Paul Pierce was great at getting to his spots and hitting jumpers when you needed jumpers. Right. But not once. It, I mean, we only saw that one championship out of Boston because you had uh three of the of the best players in the game at that time towards the end of their primes and if i'm being honest who else was supposed to beat boston well, i'm gonna i'm gonna say this lebron was never supposed to make it out of that east right he was never supposed to make it out of that <laughs> east and the fact that they was like hey this this is right for the pickets like, right come come the- on bro this the second and third best team was cleveland and orlando yeah detroit yeah. was washed 
And, and mind you, mind you, the Orlando team that went to the finals, that was when they pieces grew up around them. Right. That they was, was when Michael Petrie started hitting shots. That was when uh, Hito Turgaloo finally decided to play a, a smidge of defense. Not saying he was sitting down on folks, but he finally decided blow buys don't count as defense now. So like yeah, that, and, you know. And, and, and when you got to the finals, you played a team whose core had been together for less than a year. You're not wrong. Bynum was in his second season, barely played in year one. Ariza wrong. just got drafted, and Powell got picked up at the All-Star break, dude. They were still counting on like a what, 38-year-old Rick Fox at that time? <laughs> no, uh, uh, Fish. Fish was oh, at the point. Oh, Fish. Oh, God. Yeah, Derek Fisher was good, man. That's awful. Mm, poor babies. Poor babies. Whew, that's tough. Just, Paul, please. We're, we're begging you. Knock it off. <laughs> just knock I the just, nonsense off. Now. I just don't understand. Like, that one championship must have really meant a lot to Paul Pierce. Like, I get it. It's an NBA championship. Not many people can say they want it. Even Charles Barkley can't say he want it. But, you know, if Charles Barkley talked trash, I respect it more than your trash talk, Paul Man, Pierce. Man, look, bro, if, if Paul Pierce can talk this much about this one championship, how he earned it and who he had to play, that means Dirt and the Whiskey has the right to wake up every single morning and say whatever he wants to based off his one championship. Oh, God. That means that Chauncey Billups can wake up <laughs> every morning and say, wait, the Shaq call Rudy go bear trash? Didn't I get a finals up off you, bro? <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Dirk played with not one other all-star and beat uh, OKC, LA, and Miami in one finals. And, and one playoffs. Well, well, that's why I said Dirk on that list. I mean, hey, even though we it, had never seen again, it. Again, people don't want to talk about it, but let's talk about the facts. Chauncey and them beat Brown as well, and they beat a Lakers team that everybody thought that, that was one of the biggest upsets in finals history, bro. Facts. Like that, people don't really like discussing it because it's Detroit, but let, that was one of the biggest upsets in finals history. They had Hall of, that Lakers team had Hall of Famers coming off the bench. And granted, they were 40. So let's not play like this was <laughs> prime Gary Payton and prime Carl Malone. You still had Gary Payton and Carl Malone coming off the bench. Carl Malone to this day can still throw an elbow in you and hit a drop step and, and, and get an easy layup off 98% of the world's population. So, you know, again, Paul, let that let it go, bro. Let it go. Let it go. And speaking of things that we may need to let go, do we need to let go of the idea that Lonzo is the best ball brother? I mean, <clears throat> I don't I'm think we ever I don't think we ever had that idea. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Lonzo guy. I like Lonzo. I like oh, the way he played it. basketball. Wait, 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 wait. Stop it. When when LaMelo was new. in high school, when LaMelo was in high school and he dropped a hundred, everybody was like, bro, he all he did was cherry pick the entire game. He's gonna be trash. Lonzo's gonna be Look, the best no, ball. No, man, no. I was never on that train. I've always been a person that say you need to listen to LeVar. And before they was even in college, LeVar been telling us that LaMelo was the best hooper out the bunch. Mm-hmm. He been telling us that this whole time. And and I know not a lot of people pay as much attention to LaMelo Ball as me because I'm actually I'm actually a fan of the family. So I watch a lot of their games. If you looked at their Australia games, the stuff that LaMelo doing right now is not a surprise. He already has an advantage over... The other rookies in this class has even playing against grown men for two years already. Right, right. And it, I'm gonna tell you this: that Australian basketball league. Again, I'm not gonna lie and say I watched a lot of games. I watched about two of those games. I'm gonna tell you this: the teams that he was playing against, 
they are not – if they were in any of the college divisions, if they were in the SEC with Anthony Edwards, if they were in the, the American Athletic Conference with James Wiseman for the one game he was there, I'm going to tell you, they would have ate. Yeah, is it? I, I say I said Australian league is probably the third best league, the third press, best professional basketball league in the world, behind yeah. the NBA and the, and the uh, Euro League. Right, right. But I like the way Lonzo plays. He has a basketball IQ, but he's just not putting it there together. You're really taking uh, a higher scoring ability, uh, a, a better frame. He, he looks already longer and stronger than his brother, more agile, just better natural scoring ability, along with the IQ that you can tell is, is, is a part of that family. They all make high can IQ we, plays. Can we say something real quick? He is, <laughs> he is a much more fluid athlete. He, yeah. he just he's much more bouncy than both. It of come, I, he, he don't look. It awkward. Come, exactly. It come natural. It come more natural to him. More yeah, exactly. Exactly. Put up a, a a darn near triple dub against Lonzo. Yeah. Then the next day goes out and becomes the youngest player ever to get a triple double. But before the season started, all I said is because we was watching the preseason. I think we talked about it on the show maybe after one or two games. I said just give Melo minutes. You literally have nothing to lose if you give him minutes. And as soon as they gave him minutes, we see productivity out of him. Bro, it's Listen. scary Terry Rozier, bro. <laughs> I, I gave I gave up I gave up on Lonzo. I, I'm sorry, Lonzo's gonna be a middle of the pack player to me all for the rest of his career. Ooh, I'm not gonna cap to you. Oh, we he's getting spicy. Yeah, you, you don't think he's middle getting any better player. than what he is now? He won't. I don't think he'll be an all star. I think he'll be a solid 11, seven, and six player for his career, which is not bad at all. He made the NBA. I can't make the NBA. Um, but however. I don't see Lonzo being an all-star. Like, I I don't. I don't. And and even in the system he in now, it's a system that he should thrive in with the Pelicans and, and that new offense they got going over there. True. And Brandon Ingram thriving, Zion's thriving, even Josh Hart playing better off the bench. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know what more. Is he getting the minutes? They not pulling him out when he's hot? When he hot, he's staying in until he get the clanking. But I'm sorry, I'm I'm just I'm I'm not on the lines of Now Labello, he oh has a lot God. more promise. Oh Lord, the Browns are doing the Corvette dance. I'm sorry to cut y'all off. Oh God, <laughs> oh God, darn it, Juju. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to hear about Steelers no more. But right, my parlay hit. My parlay hit because y'all saw Big Ben and Chase Claypool connect, but my parlay hit. But anyway, anyway, Lamelo, Lamelo got a lot of promise. I think, I think he can be an All Star as of now. Now, granted, Lonzo had a triple double early in his career, and we see what happened to him. So, but he, not, his his triple double was a it was an Andre Blatch esque like. Um, it was I'm a Jason Kidd triple, triple double for sure. Yeah, it was a Jason Kidd triple double. Ten points, like ten assists, ten rebounds, something like that. It, it wasn't no, no, no. Man, he got a triple double. Yeah, Melo like, had a oh, triple man. double. Right, Melo had a. That's a double double. But hot take to end the, in this segment, bro. OKC has the best front office in the NBA. Why? Why? What makes you say this? What makes you say they I'm have stock on the Ball Brothers in a second? But go ahead. <laughs> they have stockpiled all these draft picks, and their team is five and four with the roster they have. Everybody wrote this team off as like horrible. They're gonna be the worst in the West. They're five and four. Their rocket. Their 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 record is better than the Rockets. They say this is it's a Lou Dort time. <laughs> and they drafted Lou Dort, who has a lot of promise. They got Shay Z- Shay Gilgis Alexander over there. Mm-hmm. The Thunder are 
Uh, that's not you. You don't go to Thunder. You don't go into Oklahoma City and just say, "Oh, this is an easy game." Right. You actually have to play them. They have and a lot of young part, guys over there. The part that kills me about them being good, how I, I legitimately <laughs> don't get who is their big, who is the rim protect, who is the guy that's like, "Hey, if you coming in the paint, ain't nothing easy." Who is the guy that's like, "Oh, y'all gonna miss thirty threes this game? I'm gonna rebound about fifteen of them." Who? Who they don't have a score on the perimeter that's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna give you 30 at night. They have nothing that you think in today's NBA is like, yeah, this is this is gonna get you a win. I, I think Billy Donovan, man, he needs some more credit. He needs some more yeah. credit for this job that he's done with. No, he not no Billy Donovan not there no more. He with the Bulls now. That's oh, what right, I'm saying. Right. They're front, right. They're front right. office. Wait They're a front office. Who's their head coach? I don't even know his name. It's some new guy they found. Bro, their front <laughs> office is amazing, bro. Jesus Their front Christ. office is the best. I, you I'm know, telling you. I, I, you know what? I think it was after that whole we don't want to pay Harden thing because we think he's going to be too expensive down the line. I think that was the moment where the owners were like, all right, nah, nah, y'all can't be here no more. Y'all can't be here. Y'all see what he's doing? Do you see what of the three? I'm going to just tell you, of the three from that time, I could see this even before all of the triple-double madness and all that happened with Westbrook. When If you would have told me Harden, Westbrook, KD, even back then, I'm like, oh, Harden and KD. If I got to get rid of one, I'm going to get rid of Westbrook. He's the only one that's not a really good shooter in an NBA where being a really good shooter is very important. Yeah, I mean, even if you look back at look back at it when they lost to Miami and it was a 2012, the, the key to Miami's defense was, was stopping Harden from playmaking. They literally were like, hey, we going to let Westbrook take these shots. He self-checked. And he took them. <laughs> he took them and missed over and over again. It was like, bro, what are you doing? What is this? And granted, in my mind, I, when I was watching that series, I'm like, okay, I get it. This is like them going through that young phase where, like, they don't really know their roles yet, but they're really good, so they're already here. So everybody going to figure out their roles and the exact opposite happened. Westbrook just kept shooting. They traded. Uh, they traded Harden, and Serge Ibaka thought he was a stretch big. I, I don't know how everybody lost their roles like that. The only <laughs> ones that did their roles right: Kevin Durant and uh, Stephen Adams. Wait, no, Stephen Adams was no match. Yes, no, he no, wasn't. It was Collins. It was Collins there. It was Collins and Perk. It was Collins. Okay, so it was Collins. Collison Collison was the only one. Collison and KD were the only ones like, yeah, this is my role. This is who I am. And granted, KD has a fun role in being a superstar, but still, those are the only two that was like, this is my role, this is my lane. I'm not finna merge without putting my blinker on. None of that nonsense. Westbrook said, hey, I don't care where I go. I'm gonna put up 30 shots tonight. That's what you gotta know. <laughs> That's what you gotta know. I'm gonna play hard, but I'm gonna play 30 shots a game. It's 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 uh it's very unfortunate. But anywho, back to these uh ball brothers. I, I honestly, yes, absolutely. Shout out to uh OKC's front office, whoever their general manager is, get them executive year if this team finishes above 500. I don't care what nobody say, get them executive year. But anywho, uh LaMelo being the best ball brother, I I'm going to say this. Um Lonzo, although I'm not going to sell him down the river and say he doesn't have potential to get any better than this, I honestly am 
concerned because today's game is guard friendly and it translates to instant success for guards in a way it never has before. But also, but also we have seen very recent examples of guards who are streaking out the gates and fizzle out in no time. I.e. Brandon Jennings, I.E. Tyreek Evans. There's been plenty of guys. You couldn't have told me nothing about Brandon Jennings after that rookie season. You couldn't have told me. I, right. I was thinking, ladies and gentlemen, I thought we was never going to see another AI in our lifetime. <laughs> You're right because this guy's AI with a better uh, with a better three ball, and then he just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Like that's just what happened there. So, you know, I I don't I don't want to jump on this bandwagon too quick. Listen, but, listen, but I, I'm gonna tell you this: if Lonzo if Lonzo develops a shot and Melo develops a shot, Melo will be a better player. If Lonzo develops a shot and Melo never does, they'll be about even. They'll I mean, LaMelo was already shooting uh, almost 40% from three, and Lonzo is is barely doing that in year four. Uh, the, the only reason I say that is because, again, we are seeing this early success, but is it? How long does it last? You see what I'm right, saying? Right. That's my only question with Melo. Because, yes, you're hot out the gates. And, yes, you've been a professional before, so you know the rigors of a professional season. But can you do it in the NBA every night? Can you do it when this pandemic is over and now you've got all the things around you? You've got all the things. Not just IG models in your DMs. You've got, like, actual models and actual <laughs> right. singers in your face on the day. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I know that we all uh, agree that Melo is likely going to be a, be a, at least an all-star one day. Absolutely. Um, Are we going uh, the over or under on um, Lonzo's career trajectory being Andre Miller? Ooh, under. Under. Under? Under. I say under because Andre Miller has some seasons where he almost averaged 20, I believe. Or, or almost 15. 15. Almost averaged 15. I'm going to say 15. Not only that, Andre Miller's longevity was, like, out of control. I don't I don't know if we'll see that from these players. No, Lonzo, stay banged up. Stay banged up. That's what true. I'm saying. Yeah. Andre Miller played for forever. And he, like, he played a very low-to-the-ground game, and he did it forever. Yeah, he has seasons. I'm looking now. He has seasons where he averaged 17, 16 and a half. You know, like yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that. And and yeah, on top of that, Lonzo, percent. So right, Lonzo's not going to be an efficient shooter when he does shoot because of the way he's going to shoot more threes than layups in this NBA. And also, he's I, I get Lonzo a, a better passer eventually than Andre Miller, but even then, like I, I just. Andre Miller passed the ball really, really well. Yeah, I don't know about better Right, he passed the ball really well. I'm saying in the future, not now, but... Oh, okay. He, all the way up until... And then Andre Miller was consistent as well. Like, when he was when he was Andre Miller, he 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 had pretty much the same game his whole career. Lonzo yeah. is so up and down. Like, some days he'd go eight points, seven rebounds, and six assists, which is a solid game. And then the next game, he'd have five points, one rebound, one assist. It's like... Yeah. Very inconsistent for me, man. I, I just you know what's crazy. And I, I wish him well. Andre Miller, Andre Miller could not shoot like that either. But he was at all times, he just played a low to the ground game and he was always there. He was there every night. So that that's yeah. that's the big thing that gives me the under. I think Lonzo gonna get hurt more. 
But let me just let me end it with this question. Let's just straight out, straight up from the gate up. If you had to predict right now, is Lamelo the best ball brother? Yeah. Or is he going to be yeah. the best ball brother? Already is. Why? Oh, already is. Ooh, you know. You're not wrong, uh, but y'all, I know y'all done had enough of us talking playoffs. I know y'all done had enough of us talking young teams. I know y'all done had enough of me messing up this week. So we're going to let y'all get on out of here, but come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all.